0: You guys, you were live last night with Jordan for three hours and 45 minutes on your channel. We are live right now, by the way, on After Hours. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the channel. This is After Hours, and we are here, me and Carlos. We're going to rack it up here for about an hour or so and um, see how the night goes, but... uh, Last night, Carlos, you did a you did a live stream last night with Jordan from the YouTube channel Sports Card Analytics. Yep, that's right. And and you guys went. I mean, I thought that my episodes were long at two hours, sometimes two fifteen. You know, we've gone a bit longer at times, but um, you went for three hours and forty five minutes last night with with Jordan. I mean, I I, I was in and out. I watched mm-hmm. parts of it here and there. Yep. Was it if I were to go back and watch the whole thing? Was it like three hours and forty-five minutes of const of continuous discussion, or were there lulls at all? It's just that seems so, <laughs> so funny. It seems it seems so long to me. You okay. know, my shows are long. Like yeah, how, yeah. how did it, how? I guess my question: How was it doing a stream for three hours and
1: forty-five minutes? So I'm going. I'm going to give an answer that is an honest answer, but it's going to sound odd. And the answer is piece of cake. I couldn't have been easier. Uh, And the reason for that is not because streaming for three hours and 45 minutes is easy. The reason is because uh, I worked for, you know, for three or four years working in a call center and uh, I was working for 12-hour shifts talking for 12 straight hours. So three hours and 45 minutes is like, okay, so what else do you need? Do you need a second shift, a third? So, but what I would say though, key point, like I said, it's not exactly like that. So it was continuous because we were going. Actually, And I was saying to Jeremy offline is that, Write it about, if you do check out the stream at any point, uh, I would recommend watching it either at faster speed or watching installments. It's three hours and 45 minutes, unless you got a lot of time in your hands. If you do, by all means, I watch YouTube content at 2x speed myself. So for me, it would be less than two hours. So that helps me. But I can hear people and it works for me. But um, what I would say to you is if you do watch it, you're going to notice that about the two hour mark, I actually try to give Jordan an out. To try to like be like wind it down, you know, I figured two hours was pretty good. We hit on most of the stuff I really wanted to talk about. I was content and happy with it, but he wanted to keep going. He wanted to power right through it. He wasn't interested in seeing the NBA Finals game, he just wanted to keep going. And I said, Look, man, if you want to keep going and you got some stuff we want to, I actually had run out of stuff on my list to talk about, but I said, I know what I, I, know I can get something out of this. That's not an issue. So we found some stuff to talk about. It wasn't too, so there were really no lulls. It was just I had to get really creative at the two hour mark because I'm like, well, technically I ran out of stuff that I was going to talk to you about, but I'll think of something right now on the spot.
0: Yeah, I had to I had to turn it off for a bit just, you know, I have family stuff. And then I, I went back to my to the YouTube app on my phone and I'm like, oh, wow, it's still red. He's still live. So I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I can go watch uh, watch Carlos for a little bit now, which yeah. was a nice surprise. I, so- I think it's the thing I will say to you is that there were
1: folks in the chat that were there for the, almost the entire time. Like I, I saw the same names coming up over and over and over again. And I was like, you know what? If you, if you guys are in, I'm in, let's, let's, do, it. let's yeah. do it. Let's
0: do it. If you build it and they will come, well then now you, now you, now you owe them a service of some sort if yeah. they're going to come. Right. So. The
1: only thing I would say though, and this is just, maybe this is just general advice. If any of you make content yourself or even thinking about it or whatever you want to do live stream. If you're going to do something that's like three hours plus, you would prefer to plan that out ahead of time. Not not being impromptu, we got to two hours, and what the heck, we'll go two hours more. That's not the, yeah. the path you want to go. Because if you plan it out, I would plan an intermission somewhere there. Find like a time to be like, all right, we'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> because that's what they take. do on Twitch streams when they're really long. They go, all right, I'm going to come back in about five minutes. We'll just leave the stream on, and then we'll be right back. And then you put that some kind sense. of a thing on the screen. Because then you can go take a quick break. I was starving by the end of it. My problem oh, was that sure. I was hungry.
0: I bet man, was it was a long time. I was long. Yeah. Okay, who we got? We got we got Eric here. Eric, welcome back. Bobby Burrell, great to see you, my friend. Yeah, Carlos. Not only Carlos says he can talk, Carlos can talk. You've noticed it in the last three minutes here alone. Carlos is a beast. I was there for the full three hours and 45 yep. minutes. Paul was. Paul was. Paul was there. There you go, Paul. Child's play. Child's play. It's a oh. cosner-length film. Yes, it, yeah. That's right. A Cosner-length oh. film. That's true. It's true. Good point. When you are doing what you love, time flies. That's the that's been the theme of, of my show, really. I mean, at the two hour mark, it feels like we've been going for twenty minutes. I'll look up at the clock; it'll be it'll be like forty five minutes. It'll be like, what? I feel like we've been going for ten minutes only. Yeah, Gilligan's Island was only a three hour tour. There you go. Welcome back, Simon. Simon says, name. Woohoo! After hours, hello to you. Hello to you. Uh, my name. Brett Brett puts it well. The two hour. Anyways, you know you're like, what are we going to talk about next? Well, we're not going to go for two hours right now, Carlos, uh, but we do have a couple things to chat about. So one of the things I like to do on after hours is sort of debrief the episode that just was mm-hmm. and kind of pick a couple topics that we chatted about that I chatted about with Jake in there. So you and I, we've kind of discussed, we have a couple, we want to touch on, you know, the, the Jordan rookie, the whole thing with the the XRCs or the pre-rookies and kind of what the deal is there Um doubles management talk a little bit about that and then a couple other topics as well but let's start let's start with the uh let's start with a jordan rookie before we do though i always want to get to uh back to jeff back for more best channel and you man you're like you're making me blush maybe i should put on my hat for this i don't know if any if you guys have seen this yet but uh oh yeah check that bad boy out he's got
1: overlays and merch people it's happening
0: (laughs) Well, the merch was, was easy. I just, I just, uh, a buddy of mine, a card buddy of mine, he's in the business and he, uh, he made me some hats and some, and some shirts, but I love the hat. Cause it's like, this is actually stitched in. So it's like, it's one of those real, mm-hmm. it's a real deal. And I love it. It actually fits me. So you can,
1: you can really tell when it's actually made and not just like a screen printed thing. That's
0: when there's a little bit of work in it. It's a little bit better. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, exactly. Not just a screen print, Jeff though. Great to have you back, man. Thank you so much. Richie, you're back. Good. Welcome. We're just starting after hours. You missed a two-hour episode with Jake Roy, but that'll be in the archives. You can check that out later. Billy says he agrees with Carlos. Look at a guy like Joe Rogan. He, for the most part, isn't telling his guests that they're doing two hours. The interview lasts until it's over. Sometimes they go short, sometimes over. Yeah, That's the way to do it. What I do with my show is the the goal is I'm kind of now targeting two hours. I don't want to go over it too much. Because I, it gets late and I get tired, but um, but I, I'm willing to go under and I'm willing to go a bit over. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, four hours would be tough, but you never know. Usually, yeah, the like, guests will help you; they'll give you a little bit of feedback.
1: I try to get a little bit from them and go, "Hey, where are you comfortable?" Because yeah. sometimes it's like if I know already ahead of time where we're gonna go, I can. Adjust the speed of the conversation to get us to a good spot.
0: And the and the amount of, of bullet points on the mm-hmm. agenda. I ask all my guests ahead of time a couple of key questions. One is, you know, these shows usually go two hours. Are you mm-hmm. good with that? And the second mm-hmm. one is, is there anything you just don't want to talk about? Because I do want to respect all my guests and yep. make sure that they're not sort of caught off guard like a deer in headlights anytime mm-hmm. and or them to be uncomfortable. Those are two big things I'm pretty serious about when I when I plan out these shows. We want merch. I got the, I got, I got hats and I got shirts. I just, I don't have them priced. I don't know what I'm doing with them exactly yet. I only ordered 12 of each and uh, I've already made two of the hats mine. So I'm down to 10 of those, I guess you can say, because I already misplaced one. I don't know where it is. My kids probably hit it on me. Don't
1: misplace the one you offered to send me for free, Jeremy. Come on. That must be the one.
0: That must be the one. Yeah. Yeah. Probably overlays merch. Next will be top five picks and Patreons. I vow, I vow never to do a patreon that's my vow and now okay. it's a, now it's public record i
1: was gonna say okay wait, wait hold on maybe i should never maybe i was gonna never... say the top five picks you get the top five picks i would commit to the patreon you never know you never <laughs> it's like we started with overlays then we got to merge it's like it's a slippery slope jeremy it's a slippery
0: slope yeah. I can, I'm okay doing top five picks because if I do top five picks, my top five picks aren't going to be guys who haven't, you know, played a game. It's going to be guys who, or not, it's not going to be rookies. It's going to be guys who are like actually worthy of investment, let's say, because that's what people are looking for top. If you're looking for a top five pick, you don't know who you want to collect for yourself, which Mm -hmm. is fine. Yeah. But if that's the case, or you don't know who you want to invest in. I'll yeah. do top fives, but no, not 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 plural, maybe the odd one. And it would have to probably stick to hockey. What does Paul say? I have to say, Jeremy, I like the five questions. I'm always curious, especially with the older hobbyists. I think it was Rich Klein. I asked if he had any whales to see if there is anything left to collect. I'm glad you're liking it, Paul. To be honest, I'm not sure how it's going over, but um, it's kind of fun to have some segments throughout the show. I'm I'm real I'm enjoying the segments. <laughs> Overlays aren't cheap, might need the Patreon. They're free, but they take me some time to do. I'll admit, they take time, even though they look simple. They're uh, they they do take some time to make. After hours is a sli- after hours is a slippery slope, Carlos. Yeah. This whole thing's a slippery slope, right? It's so, not. Jake's in the house. Jake, welcome back. Good to see you. Yes, I got. I know Jake has merch on his channel. I've seen his. I was gonna say you gotta you gotta get some tips, Jake. By the way,
1: good job on the good job on the episode. There was some good stuff on there. I was uh, I was listening in, but I was also kind of peering over to the UFC fights because they were on.
0: There you, you go. Got there a, you
1: gotta go. multitask, but a great episode, guys.
0: Great episode. I, I appreciate the feedback, Carlos. I appreciate you giving it directly to, to my guest of earlier. That's very nice. Uh, what's this, Billy? I would say you should cut your shows up a little bit, maybe even just the SCL5. Post a five-minute clip the day after a two-hour show and to get more. I I I'm man, I know exactly what you're saying. There was a little but, bit of that earlier on. You were doing a couple of like clips of I, certain specific things. It's one thing like your 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 point's valid, but just bear in mind that also like we have day jobs. <laughs> yeah, well, that, <laughs> like, no, that, that's just it. I did some highlights a couple a couple episodes, and then I just i I just don't have the time to do like any yeah. post production work. Really, yeah. um, I'd love to, and you're totally right on that, Billy. I mean, it, it would it would be it would reach more people. The good stuff would reach more people. More you can attach it
1: story. to like Instagram stuff if it's All like a shorter nice. clip. Like, there's a lot of great stuff. It's one of those things. There's not enough hours in the day. <laughs> there's just there just aren't.
0: Yeah, no, that's all. That's all it comes down to for sure. Ernie says trivia contests for hats or T-shirts. Yeah, but then you got to pay to get into the trivia contest, right? Here's the here's the thing about the show. Um, it's not really monetized. Like, so so the YouTube channel's monetized, yeah. which means that they owe me like probably works out to about ten bucks a week, maybe. <laughs> so it's not much. The merch. I, I, I put out some some you know real money on the merchandise. It's, I don't know. Um, part of me wants to give it away. The other part of me says, I think I should charge for it. So, you know, it's tough. I, I don't know. I might just keep it all for myself because, hey, I got 12 shirts. I'll, I'll go through 12 shirts. 12 hats, maybe not so fast, but we'll see. We'll see. Top five picks. Jordan, LeBron, Gretzky, Babe Ruth, Bull Bull. <laughs> I thought that should say LOL, LOL, not B-O-L-B-O-L. I I didn't hear Mike Trout on that list. Come on. He's not there either. Brett said <laughs> he, like should, he shouldn't tell. be on that list. No.
1: I wouldn't even replace ball ball with Mike Trout. <laughs> oh,
0: I like the show and tell. I'd like to see closer up shots of the cards. Can some be pre-scanned and then given their own screen? That's a good point, Brett. That's possible. It's possible. It's just that much more work to do it. Uh, to coordinate with the guest. If I was doing one show a week, I'd say no problem. With two shows a week, two guests, three with after hours, planning, you know. It's a lot of work, I will say. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's tough to bite off more right now. Jake, thanks. I look forward to any and all honest feedback. Hel- happy to help you with merch. I'll be in touch with you, Jake. You can give me some tips there on that for sure. Yeah, he Jake's with me. I wish I had time to create clips of my shows. Mm-hmm. Same here. What a meat isn't on the list. A meat should be on all top five shows for sure, right? All top five lists. I'm having him uh, on my show, and I'm not sure he's going to make the top five
1: during the show. I don't <laughs> want to build up his ego too much. Like, settle down, settle. Down. Listen, settle down,
0: settle down. Easy, Carlos. Bobo, Bobby. He, so he's agreeing, Bobo should stay on the list. Exactly. That's what I got exactly. out of that comment. Of course, he should be. So let's what talk meant, about the one one of the topics from the episode with Jake uh, Carlos. Uh-huh. We they they came up and we we talked about it quite a bit, especially with the viewers. Was the status of these XRCs, these Jordan XRC cards from Star, from that Jewel sticker card, the Nike postcard card? Okay. I mean, these things came out before before the Fleer card, they are playing days cards, but they're not pack pulled. They're not widely distributed. They're yeah. not, they, they miss some of the, some of the criteria that the traditional definition of a rookie card requires. Mm-hmm. What, what's, What's your opinion on those things uh, as far as their status as, as as being an actual true rookie card? So I spoke a little bit about that on the video, but the the
1: stuff like the star rookie and stuff like that are kind of, a, they're they're one of the things that I kind of tried to get across in that video was that there's some serious outlier cases. I don't know if you did get a chance to scan that video. I showed a bunch of examples where it's like, these are things where you could make a legitimate argument for them. The struggle is, are they or are they not? I even use stuff that was pack pulled, nationally distributed and everything. And I showed like, technically this is not considered a rookie card. Why? And then there's there's these little gray areas. As far as the star rookie is concerned, the tricky part has always been that it's not pack pulled. But the thing is, if you get the team set inside of that bag, could that bag be a pack? We get a little bit into semantics, but like,
0: what is a pack? A pack? No, they, a pack. Don't
1: shake your head because the no, pack no, no, is no. not defined.
0: No, no, no. Uh, Well, I'm shaking my head in my opinion because to me, a pack has the intrinsic within the concept of a pack is the unknown of what's inside. Fair enough. But says who? That was never defined anywhere. No, says me. Fine. For me. So according to you, it's not a rookie card.
1: But the thing is, a pack is short for package. Yeah. Well, sure. Okay. Package could be a box. Package could be Christmas wrapping. Like it doesn't make any difference. So the thing is, I get your point. The thing that I think takes the star rookie out is the national distributed part of it, not the pa- not the pack pulled. The national well, yeah, distributed so, is what makes that, it. Tricky. That's
0: fine. The, the national, the not being nationally distributed for sure is important to me. Yeah,
1: and that's that. But there's that, that's, that's why there's multiple criteria. We, we don't need one.
0: into the 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 what a, a pack is a package. Let's just call it an, an object, a unit, sure. a unit of cards that are being printed and distributed one way or another. Yeah. To me, pack pulled. Mm -hmm. Means that you are you don't know what's inside now that may not be 100% the uh you know applicable because you still have things like master collections where it's still licensed but you don't but those don't come up. What about a
1: factory sealed set? You know exactly what's in it.
0: Yeah, see, that's where it doesn't. That's, that's
1: that's what I'm trying to get at.
0: my, yeah. my point is no, that the, there are different. Of- there are outliers for all of these things for sure. Correct. It, Correct. It, you can't find it's. Like, it's like you've said, Carlos. Number one, you're not going to get consensus. No. Number two, it's great. It's a. It's a. It's a thinking experiment more than mm-hmm. anything. Yes. As far as the Jordan, let's just hone in on the Jordan card yeah, sure. one yeah. one more time for a second. The star cards were not you know number one they didn't come out well i i guess they could be called the factory set because that was a fact each each thing was a team set that's what i'm trying to get at it's but murky were, were it's they tricky. were they licensed i think they were licensed i'm yep. not 100 sure to, a certain, to at least a limited degree to at least a limited degree so really where they fall then because i'm i'm I, I can see the argument on the pack pulled thing mm-hmm. maybe maybe that doesn't apply to the to the star card in that you could say they're pack pulled because mm-hmm. they came out of a cellophane pack yep. but you knew exactly what was in there they were sure. see-through yep and i've got another
1: one for you in that same vein S- same vein exact same concept stuff that was available pack pulled that wasn't distributed do you remember those like team sets that you could buy at the at like the at the store so like it would be that year's set and it would be just a specific team and if it's a rookie a was inside,
0: it's just a different packaging of cards correct. that were pack pulled. So but yeah, there was that, nothing random
1: about it. You knew it, exactly it, what like, team it was.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you could get the rookie card out of there. So correct the the anal- the final like definition, I think it's mm-hmm. uh you you need to consider all these different correct. uh methods of distribution and really decide, you know, a Figure out f- first. You have to identify what the appropriate criteria are, mm-hmm. and then you have to compare each method to these criteria mm-hmm. and decide if they fit. Terry mentions rack packs, right? They're see-through, but they're randomly packaged, right? Mm-hmm. But Simon, they also you know, have a
1: secret. Sequ- but in fairness, they also have a sequence. So because that,
0: it's a rack pack, you can figure out the sequence, and you know exactly what's in it. You can figure out the sequence with a lot of products, though. It's uh-huh. still meant to be a surprise to the to the to the random. I get it. Pack, right. I get it? Yeah. Vin, Bobby says vintage is far easier to determine. Agreed. agree, agree. Yeah, yep. of course. We all have. We also have members-only type of sets. Yeah, okay. there's so many. Mm-hmm. Does the power and prestige of the FLIR rookie card push the argument towards Star not being a rookie? I, I'll just say first of all that nothing about the FLIR card should have any impact on whether or not the Star card is a rookie or not. That is fair. I don't think, all right. I think That's I think they're, they should be mutually exclusive. But however, once you yeah. identify one one card as a rookie, you almost have to consider that to decide if another card can be the rookie. So, yeah. But I think it's almost the other way around in this case. First you determine is the star card the rookie because mm-hmm. if it is, then the Jordan card isn't. But, you know, you can get into the mantle card as well. The 52 yeah. tops, a lot of people think it's a rookie even though it clearly mm-hmm. isn't because of the 51 Bowman. But yeah. hobby hobby majority kind of says otherwise yeah
1: so for brett real quick so real quick before we leave that example brett the the key thing about this one is that at the time there was no prestige fleer didn't really mean anything in the mid 80s they were just they were just the one who was producing cards at the time now what helps them is that they were distributed a little bit more evenly they were distributed in a more traditional fashion more nationally as opposed to the star cards where it depended on where you lived and that's what made it kind of tricky. It's like, if you were in the right place, you could have gotten all the Jordan Star cards you wanted. And another part of the country, no dice. Dan,
0: they've been valuable from the beginning, too. They've been really, they've been hunted and collected since they, well, as as long as basketball cards have been popular. For sure. I remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, that card was considered as important, I think, as the as the Fleer. If my memory yeah. serves me, pretty much as important as the, as the Fleer card was. So uh, it's an interesting topic and I, you know, maybe it's one of those that, uh, it's, you know, someone, there's a comment here about it being, yeah, Paul says, you know, I'd argue start is it's a gray area they, there weren't packs available. So that's a, mm-hmm. that's an interesting way of putting it. There weren't packs available in that you couldn't, you couldn't go to a store, find a, a box of 36 packs sure. and buy one. Mm-hmm. You had to buy the pack itself as a, as the, as the unit, whereas- Good. So that that that's a that's a, yep. a a criteria that I would want to apply to yep. it. I for me that that criteria applies. So
1: that beautiful cop out that I always have, Paul. The problem about the consensus thing is some people would say like, okay, who cares? Because again, we got fa- factory says now packs weren't available. You're right, but again, pack is short for package. Package could be almost anything you want, even those little cellophane see
0: through right. things. You know what, Carlos? Wax pack isn't short for package now the package part the pack package is wax pack wax package i hear wax is a material wax wax refers to the method of of displaying and distributing the Mm -hmm. the cards and themselves how they're wrapped and how they're wrapped again Mm -hmm. we call it wax and that's almost its own its own you know type of package Mm -hmm. and therefore that's a way out of it right there i okay, you know Hey, I'm not
1: guys, I'm playing devil's advocate to a certain degree, but I'm pointing out why this is so tricky.
0: Yeah, and no, that, it, that was it, the point of the video, and that yeah. is the
1: point of this part of the conversation. I'm just saying to you, so tricky. it's not so obvious, it's not as
0: easy as you think. No, and semantics do come into play. Like when I say pack, and Carlos says package, or for package, you, you know, that's the kind of direction that you need to go to if you want to have a really well thought out mm-hmm. dialogue on the topic. And have your best chances at maybe coming to a logical conclusion on it. Let's keep going though. Uh also, and you also and you and you also stick by unopened team bags. I don't sorry, Simon. Don't oh, and you also still buy an open team bags. Yep. Rock Rock packs, members only, vintage. Sorry, I'm just getting through the comments here. Excuse me. What about EPAC exclusive or non-licensed? To me, if a company like if something like EPAC, oh EPAC exclusive, mm-hmm. to me, to me EPAC is a new way of mass distribution. It, it comes out of a, a, a virtual pack. To me, they're to me good, as as far as rookie RC definition uh, would apply. In my opinion, mm-hmm. Star have Jer- Jordan pictures from rookie season in Bulls uniform, and we can now freely buy these cards if we choose. Mm-hmm. Yes, now I will say, too- Simon.
1: I will say, Simon. You, what you're describing here is kind of the conclusion I came to in the video. What I said is that the consensus is going to be tricky. There's going to—I gave what I'm comfortable with for myself. That's not, none of you are bound by that. None of you are bound by Jeremy's definition. But the other thing is, to your point about freely by what you choose, you're right. I like—I like some of the rookie parallels, but I call them rookie parallels. I don't call them rookie cards. But some people—they're rookie cards. It—it it yeah. really depends on what makes you happy. To me, they're rookie parallels, and I still like them. So I still collect them, but I, I personally don't consider the murky cards.
0: See, yeah, uh, for me, a rookie card that has a parallel, I consider the parallel to be—I give it RC personally. To me, yeah. I'm happy with it. To me, and I there are other people
1: it. that will agree with you.
0: That's what I mean, like yeah, but most don't. Uh, that's one where I'm certainly in the minority, and I'm I'm okay with being in the minority. You know, yeah, and that's fine. We approach it. We well, have. Then we I have a lot of
1: uh, soda rookie cards about five feet from me. Then
0: yeah, and you know, and, and I would consider them all to be rookie cards. I'm sure. Maybe back in the '80s, Star was given more credit as a rookie. I don't, I don't remember it that way, Brett. I remember it the same way as it is now. It was always the XRC, but it was still important, just yes. as it is today, very important. If you're just if like you're today. Jordan to to put a button on this, if
1: you're a Jordan collector, you still want the card. <laughs> so it's like so it's a, like if you're a Jordan collector, like a Jordan diehard collector, you want this card. Yeah. Whether it's an XRC
0: and RC or whatever, you want it because they're it's rare. The they're yep. rare and. You know there they are earlier cards the yeah. the card stock is much weaker it's, it's it's a very flimsy card um I don't like that about it but yeah. but to me it's a
1: legit card whatever it, you consider it to be it's a legit card it was it produced is. legitimately it yeah. is a card
0: and that's why Beckett gives it the XRC versus ignoring it altogether Correct. you know? okay Richie says uh could you imagine the uproar if a body like beckett came out and decided the star was the true rookie and the fleer wasn't food for thought yeah i mean They had a chance in the 80s if they had gone the other
1: way. Yeah, they could have.
0: They can't. Yeah, I can't see it happening now. But the hobby itself, because Beckett is not the hobby. Beckett Mm -hmm. is one group of people's opinions and historical, uh, you know, historical thoughts on things. But it's certainly not the law or, or or the way it has to be. What does Joe say? He says, I think one issue with star is the counterfeit point. Not everyone felt comfortable with star issues. Due to some of the shady, yeah, there's those cards are, are notorious for having been uh counterfeited. Mm-hmm. Bobby Burrell says everything got complicated after wax ended and we went to foil and wrap. Yeah. One, one
1: quick point on Joe's, on Joe's statement. Kind of stuff. yeah, one quick point on Joe's statement it's not like the 86 Fleer isn't counterfeited, though, like it's True. very much a counterfeited card. Uh, the problem was they had trouble figuring out which stars were counterfeited, but the 86 Fleer is totally got counterfeited
0: card as well, yeah. Frankie, we're still talking about that rookie card. Welcome back, but we're just about to wrap it up. And the basic, uh, our basic conclusion is we don't know. I mean, (laughs) good luck. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. There's so many differing opinions and differing criteria. So we'll we'll have to leave it to people smarter than us. Simon, I consider all rookie cards from a player's rookie season as rookie cards, but that's me. 100% fair. No issue with that position. Is it safe to assume that after 34 years, the market has reached consensus? No, it's not Absolutely not. It's not (laughs) safe, really. It's just not. But thanks,
1: Simon. I have so many soda rookie cards right now. You have no idea how many I have right now, within arm's
0: reach. Has a player's consensus rookie flip-flopped in value with a different year ever? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Simon says there's also lots of 86 clear counter flips too. Yes, there are, for sure. All right, enough of that. I can't take any more of that conversation (laughs) at this point. Um, Carlos, you were, you, you mentioned to me that, uh, Jake Mm -hmm. mentioned, you know, he collects Penny Hardaway. He Mm -hmm. wants every Hardaway card from the nineties. And he also wants one of every, um, insert card from the nineties. That's So you refer to those as Mount Everest goals. Correct. What did you want to, you wanted you kind of found that interesting. What did you, what, how did you want to debrief that, uh, that yeah. particular oh before you do though i yeah. just want to bring this up right here sorry yeah. but uh frankie says well food for thought there are an estimated four thousand star sets printed for the xrc mm-hmm. so that's a very small number i think that, that's, just, that's that's small.
1: why i'm saying is that that was why my point was is a jordan collector if i was a jordan collector i still want one yeah if i can get a legit copy i want it
0: yeah. to me it's yeah. a, to me it's a good card i want yeah. it Yeah. no it's a highly desirable card there's no doubt about it yes Okay, let's keep. Uh, I think for rookie card collectors oh. like myself, mm-hmm. I'm content with the fifty with the uh, the fifty seven, the number. I'm content with the eighty with the eighty seven. If you can get the fifty seven Jordan rookie, that's awesome. I think I his I think his it. rookie card is number fifty seven. That might be why I said okay. it. I think okay. so. But uh, I'm, I'm content with the 86 for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, oh, we got Rodman in the house. He says, can you guys touch on the baseball market rookie card prospect year versus debut year on major league? So let me start because I have very little to say on this, but I know Correct. Carlos can speak to it greatly. So my understanding, just to set the context, mm-hmm. is that you got these Bowman prospect cards that come yeah, out of like your first Bowman baseball, and stuff like that. Yeah. And in baseball, there's a large contingent of people. I see them in the national every year and that's what they do. It, they, it's called prospecting, right? They prospect yeah. on these prospects. Mm-hmm. But then the, like all these trout cards that are selling are 2009's when his rookie year is 2011. Mm-hmm. His actual RC yeah. because he's in a major league uniform. The earlier ones are not major league uniforms. So to me, the 2011 is the rookie card. The mm-hmm. 2009 is an XRC because he wasn't in the major leagues yet. And I'm a major league collector. I don't yeah. like minor league stuff. So sure. that's those are my thoughts on that much easier to talk about that yeah. than the Jordan star. Cause the Jordan yeah. star was still a major league card.
1: Yeah. He was also other, already
0: playing in the other, NBA. Right. Other differences. So I'll stop talking, Carlos. I'll let you address this more for, uh, for Rodman from the baseball perspective. because Rodman is, I don't know if you know Rodman, but he's a, He's a heavy basketball guy. Amazing collection. One of the top Jordan collectors I've ever come across, and one of the nicest dudes in the hobby too. If you could just give him some info on what you're on the baseball side of things, I think what it really comes down to, Rodman, is that
1: the prospect. So, like, think like the first Bowman's, and like I'll I'll use Soda as an example just because I've done a little research into it. So, like the autograph, like first Bowman cards and stuff like that. They're highly desirable. I, I almost put it into the Star XRC category, even though it's a different thing. It's, it's a card, but in this case, it's a card that predates the player playing in the major leagues. For me, it's not a rookie card. For me, it's a highly desirable card because in Major League Baseball, you can totally have minor league cards. I will use a different player, Carlos Delgado. He's one of my favorites uh, from the Blue Jays years ago. Uh, he started uh, his rookie card is 1992, but you can get minor league cards as far back as 1989, 1988. Those are not rookie cards. Otherwise, if they were, then, you know, if Mike Trout had a little league card when he was eight, then I guess that's a rookie card because you could just go infinitely. But to me, it's like, even though he's in a, prof- he's in a, prof- not a major league uniform, but a professional uniform because they're still playing professional ball. Okay. To me, it's not a rookie card because we're not in the major leagues yet. Like I said, there are legitimately minor league cards for even a Trout as well that predate that. You could go further back if you want to. If you really want to just go like, well, he's in a professional uniform. Well, then we got to go back to 2006, 2005. How far back do you want to go? It gets really tough because, all right, it's kind of cool. It won't be nationally distributed because most of those minor league sets were distributed by the team. However, they decided to distribute it. Or they gave it away at the stadium uh, when you showed up to the right game. I don't consider them rookie cards to me. It's like if you've at least played one major league game and you're considered a major leaguer and you've played something, you're a rookie, we're good to go. Let's just go from there. At least that's an easier distinction for me.
0: Here's some info on Delgado from some uh, local Frankies uh, yep. in Puerto Rico there. I so. wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Would not doubt it for one second. Yeah. Wouldn't doubt Terry, it. Terry brings up the world junior rookies in hockey from the early 90s. To me, yeah, I mean, they're in the major sets. They're not professional players yet, but they're, they're in those major leagues. They're in the major league sets. And to yeah. me, they are rookie cards. Versus- I use
1: an example of that. I use yeah. one specific example. So, and you guys can look this one up if you're not familiar with it. Ninety-seven, ninety-eight, Zenith Hockey, the Roberto Luongo's rookie card. He's in a Team Canada, team Canada. jersey. Yeah. It's in the set. He's considered. Now, here's the weird but part his, about that. His, set.
0: his his Black Diamond card from the same year is also a team also Canada Team Canada. Card. Correct. Now that is considered rookie. The
1: small version of the Zenith is considered rookie. The big version is not considered a rookie. No, that's they both pack. came out of the pack.
0: That's just a mis. That's an oversight, if anything. I yeah. think. But it, but I, I'm just, I'm just reporting the news. I didn't make it. Well, uh, yeah, the news. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if it's news. But I hear, I hear what you're saying. It's again, it's just other people's opinions. Yeah, but I get it. it it's it's news, always yeah. been an
1: oddity to me. It's always been an oddity to me, given the
0: nature of that specific
1: series. It just was an oddity that it was always kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then you can get into well, some of those players have two cards in that set, but let's not get into we, we've covered that before. Yeah, it's, it's interesting stuff in any, any way you want to look at it. Yeah. Any, any, if anyone else uh, out there, you want any more kind of comments or questions on this whole rookie card topic, which is a fun topic, even though we're never going to, you know, get consensus on it. I don't think we will, but uh, it's certainly, you know, it, it's a great discussion topic. That's for sure. Yeah. But I'll, I'll watch the comments on that. Yeah. You, you got something, Carlos? Sorry.
1: One more thing I wanted to mention. Same, same guy, long ago again, rookie year, the beehive, he was in his uh, CHL uniform. Like, just think about that, and that's considered a rookie because yeah. it was in a in a in a major league set, and it was CHL stars. It was his rookie card, rookie well, year, all of it.
0: And what's Eric Lindros wearing on his on his 1990 score rookie? I I don't think he's wearing a jersey in that. You got on that it. Card. Yep, you got it. And that so, was a very important rookie card in its time. We've
1: done a lot of weird stuff. Is the point? The, all the point i was trying to get across. We've done some weird stuff.
0: That one will be a lot like the Lafreniere. So Alexis Lafreniere is going to be the first pick overall in the NHL entry draft coming up, and he's going to be drafted number one by the New York Rangers. And he's going to come out in upper deck series one. They've already confirmed that. But he's not going to be in a Ranger. Well, he might be in a Rangers jersey, but then it'll be a photo shoot. He might. They might take him in a put him in a Team Canada jersey because they have they have those photos available and use that. But at the end of the day, if he's not in a Rangers jersey, now it's more. Similar to those early '90s cards that we've been talking about already, where they're like, Timo Solani and the, Peter Forsberg. The only, like, reason like, that, the
1: only reason I use this ha- example,
0: real Hall of Famers, real Hall of Famers that have their rookie cards in their national jerseys, we might see it again for the first time since the NHL created a rule that no player can be in, an, in a license in an NHL licensed product until they've played at least a game in the NHL. So we yep. are now going to see an exception to that and go right. back to the first time ever for the first time since early 90 or Correct. the mid nineties, I guess. Correct.
1: Yep. So the only reason, like I said, guys, the only reason I brought it up was not to muddy the waters, but the reason I brought it up is the point is we've changed our mind on this over time and out of necessity. This is the way the set was built. So if you didn't want to acknowledge it, then you'd have to acknowledge the following year and it's just weirdness. And that's just the way it worked out. And we can't use precedent because as soon as we use precedent, Then we have contradictory
0: data. There's always new precedents. And, and you know what, I've said it before, like the, just like everything, the hobby is evolving and, and, you know, what's really evolving are the products are evolving. The company, the the manufacturers are becoming more creative Mm -hmm. and, and, and their distribution methods are, are, they're adding additional methods to distribution. You know, it, it, it is evolving and along with it, we as a hobby community need to evolve and, and always, you know, we, we should. I think it makes sense for us to look back and question these long-standing traditional rules, and really poke them and say, "Are these still? Do they still need to apply today?" Okay. Sure. a Couple comments here. A couple more examples you guys have been putting out there. I do appreciate it. that's pretty awesome. Um, Eric says, you know, we have Topps Heritage Minor League cards as well. Yep. You know, Billy mentioned the Lafreniere. He he would. Maybe be in Team Canada or his junior Ramuski jersey, but I think he'll be. I I think I kind of hope he's in a Rangers jersey if it comes out before the draft. They (laughs) could always
1: airbrush it if they really wanted to.
0: Yeah, they could airbrush. OPG Chrome Scott Gomez, Mm, very much Gomez in his totally jersey. Yeah, well, well put there. There's also Billy Garen, Parker's XRC. Yep. But that came out in a separate set. That was that did that not come out in a box set that was only available in a box. It was like a high number series. It was a small box, I remember. I feel like
1: that's true. It's been a while, obviously, you know, back to 92, 93. I think that's right. I think
0: it came in a slightly different distribution method, I believe. Yeah, I think it, I don't think you could pack pull that, but it was the continuation of a of a like the card sequence continued yep. from the pack pulled cards. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's another, there's another method that needs to be considered. What if that scenario happens yep. to me? It's a, to me, it's as good as a rookie card. I always, that was the one when I was chasing the rookie card of all the hockey players. I wanted his, his Parkhurst XRC to me. Sure. That was the key rookie card. Simon says it's all very individual. At the end of the day, there are, there are just more cards for player collectors to collect. Very true. Upper deck could organize a prospects game for photo purposes, considering the first games might not start until January. Well, you really—I th- mean, that's that's a big ask. To—I to, mean, Billy, to assume Upper Deck could just organize a prospect game. Well, easier said. Yeah, than considering,
1: considering that, considering that you're going to have to have a lot of considerations in January to uh, get the NHL players to play some. They might have to start in a bubble
0: yeah and like at travel, that time, they're not I gonna do a photo
1: shoot, not for a photo not, shoot.
0: it's it's it, i I would actually I would actually say they could not do that. I think that's just no. not possible. They, they would
1: laugh at upper deck for trying that,
0: yeah. Jeff asks: Is the Lindros RC the one batting in a Blue Jays jersey? No, it is not. <laughs> that is not the one. That is that. That's actually a baseball card. Yeah, with with uh, Lindros batting in it. A cool yeah. card. I, I love that card. Back is that like? No. Uh,
1: yeah, I think that's like Score Baseball. I believe it that's is. Like one of the Score Baseball. Yeah. It is.
0: But in 1991 Score Hockey the last card in the set, I believe was, uh, it was called a future superstars card. Yeah. And it was basically it was in
1: Oshawa generals uniform,
0: Oshawa generals Jersey. That's yeah. right. His junior team, but it, but every other card in that set, well, almost every other card in that set was NHL Jersey. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. I can't remember. There might've been some other rookies that weren't, but, Simon, Jason Dominguez cards are huge, and he is still a teen, yet to play in the majors for the Yankees. reminds totally. me of, reminds me of Brian Taylor back in the uh, early '90s. Yeah, the thing with Jason Dominguez
1: is there's just nothing
0: else available. So right now, if you're
1: excited about Jason
0: Dominguez, you got to buy what's there. Right. The good, yeah, the stuff will be there. The stuff yeah. will come out eventually. Yeah, Parker's update. I believe that's where the Garen was from. I believe love so the literary. idea of an old school Opeach airbrush, airbrush job of Lafreniere. That'd be hilarious. But I would I love it we... if it was like a really bad airbrush where it's like yeah. so obvious that they airbrushed it. That'd be kind I of don't funny. think we're gonna see a bad one of those, though. That'd and so Jonathan Chi- Jonathan Chichu is another guy in Opeachy Chrome. Yeah, name. We know that card pretty well. Yep. Bobby, who is the expert in vintage hockey, says there comes a point that some that some base rules have to come in for rookie card status. <laughs> what are those rules? And Bobby, I got you.
1: Them? I got you. Here we go. I think I think we can get consensus. The card has to be made out of material that is matter that is somewhere on the periodic table.
0: There you
1: go. Rookie if card. you can manage that, it can be a rookie card. There you go, Bobby. I've solved rookie it. Card. We're done. We've done it.
0: Yeah. It's 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 got it's got material in it.
1: It has to have atoms. So if it has
0: atoms, we're good. We're good, we're good.
1: That's the okay, best man. I can do, Bobby. I'm sorry. That's the best I can do.
0: Hey, you know what? That that That's the only thing that everyone can agree on. So
1: <laughs> if you don't agree on that, I can't help you at that point. Like I, I'm excommunicating you from the hobby
0: because at that point, I can't help you. You will not defy science on this on my watch here. Here's here's another comment is 1991 or 1994 upper deck. Michael Jordan. I think he's talking about the baseball card consider yeah, yeah. a rookie card <laughs> since he already has one in a different sport.
1: Yeah, okay, let, let, let me take this question and let me let me take it for, a seri- like, for serious intellectual exercise for just a second. Go ahead. Imagine Go ahead. for a second Michael Jordan had actually become a Major League Baseball player. For, he had actually become a Major League Baseball player, had actually played some Major League Baseball. Then I feel like you got an argument. That'd be kind of interesting because if he had actually played some Major League games and decided to become a two-sport athlete for a while, like if he had legitimately done it, because there is a Bo Jackson baseball rookie, and there yeah. is a Bo Jackson football rookie.
0: Same with Neon Dion. Yeah.
1: yeah, so like I feel like there's an argument to be made if he actually become a major league baseball player for like the White Sox. I feel like then it's legit. Then you can make that argument. Otherwise, it's just a fun novelty.
0: There you go. Yeah, that's a tough one on the Jordan. First of all, the Jordan card. It's and here we go into real, real spe- specific technical like angles. Is that it's not even numbered in the set. It's like an SP1 or something like that. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's an insert first of all, which mm-hmm. a lot of people say is not is not rookie card possible. So if it was part of the you know what, if that card Carlos was part of the base set numbering, then okay. to me it would have to be considered a rookie card if it's his first baseball card in a in a legitimate baseball card set.
1: Okay, but he's not a bit, but he was he was never outside of the minor leagues. He never really became a baseball player. But,
0: but that's fine. You have rookie cards of people who are who never really played this he he attempted it. It's not like yeah. he was a it was a, a fan, you know, fans of the game or something like that. He actually tried to play. No, I got you, but, but you at
1: the very minimum you had to have played a major league game to have a major league baseball rookie card.
0: Is that the fact? Is that I'm I'm
1: pretty sure to actually have a rookie card, you actually had to have set foot on a field and performed in some capacity.
0: Brian Taylor has a card. Did he ever actually play for the Yankees? I don't know if he played for the Yankees. Uh, Let me look it up. B R I E N, just if you're gonna, yeah, yeah.
1: I got, I, I know the guy you're talking about.
0: Okay, okay. You never know, man. He he was uh, he was a flash in the flash in the hobby pen several several years ago. While you're doing that, yep. Terry Carlos puts the science into cardboard. He sure does. We did it, Frankie. My baseball years don't count. <laughs> uh, how many Francisco Gonzalez uh, baseball players have there been? Probably like half a dozen that have rookie cards, right? Yeah, there you go. Eat. EPAC rookie cards realized isn't matter though. Well, but but yeah, I hear. Yeah, I know you're joking. You're joking, but you can get them delivered. You can get them delivered. Yeah, there is at some point a physical card, so we we
1: do meet the matter criteria eventually, Richie. Potentially, we can meet the matter criteria.
0: Frankie says the ninety nine, the nineteen ninety one card is more of a promo card than anything. So, is that the SP one? Where is that the upper deck card? Was ninety one or was that? I think it was, wasn't it? I believe that's right. I think it was. So I think that's one he's talking about. Com C Barry in the house. Barry runs the Com C office in Canada. It says O four hundred five in the game. Franchises has XRCs like Mike M- Michelle Briere from an update set, which are still waiting for rookie cards. Fifteen years later, so maybe if you don't get in the game, you get an RC, you get an XRC. Yes, the right. SP one. Thank you for clarifying. I love that the thirty of us watching can just pull off the tip of our tongues all these examples of strange, strange kind of a query rc examples yes yeah we are hardcore hobbyists no the, doubt
1: that, that was the so richie that was the whole point of that video where i came up with a bunch of obscure weird example because i the the point of that whole thing was just like guys it's it's weird it, it's it's difficult like every time we think we've nailed down a definition i f- we can find an exception we can find something that's odd that like. but are you sure this is not because it meets all the other criteria and that's the problem you run into. It's like, you can find an exception.
0: I promise you. Yeah. That's the thing to really under, to really put this whole Ricky card discussion into context and really, really to frame it appropriately. You need, you need to know really all the different variables that have been uh, put out there already in cards, all the different methods and everything. There's, and there's gotta be hundreds of them by now. So yeah. it'd be quite the, it'd be quite the uh, exercise for sure. Bobby says, but nothing will be defined after all this talk. No, nothing will be defined. Well, except the matter part, uh, Bobby. I think we've nailed down yeah. the matter. I think we know it has power. to consist. Of, it has to consist of matter. It cannot just be a virtual card. Correct. I'm I'm for comfortable sure. with that for sure. Uh, I wanted to get to uh, what, where was it here? We had. Did I put this one up? The 1991 card is more of a promo yes. card than mm-hmm. anything. Yep. What do we have? Dave Kaplan. Welcome, Dave. Many of those Bowman baseball guys in the early 90s, 92 to be exact, had never played a game before they had cards. They were just draft picks. I think the rules were changed after that, though. Mm -hmm. because The rules did change here and there, and I can't think Mm -hmm. back to that. I can't confirm nor deny that, Dave. Yeah. As far
1: as I can tell, I think you're right about the Brian Taylor thing, but he never played a major league game. so It's one of those deals where they made a card. To me, it wouldn't be because I'm like, well, what are your rookie card of?
0: Because you had mi- yeah. in that
1: case, you did in fact have minor league cards
0: and he only got to the minor league. So I'm like but but they put him in the major league set. Right? I guess so. Yeah. So is that a rookie card or not? It's so so then hay. do we
1: should we collect the San Diego chicken rookie card? Should we collect, you know, everybody that's ever made it onto a major league card?
0: God, that see that it's funny because you're almost joking, but you're not I'm not joking. Like the, the Who problem is as soon as who's, you do that, anything could be. Well, who's to say the San Diego chicken didn't have aspirations to be Correct. a player one day? I can't prove that
1: definitively, Jeremy. And the car's made out of matter. So as far as I'm concerned, the matter is settled.
0: We need, I know it's, this is, this is, it's tough to do. It's tough to do for sure. <laughs> here we go. Kendrick Nunn for the Miami Heat got a Prism rookie update card in Chronicles. So is that considered a true rookie? I don't know. I don't see, know. See the dark web we've weaved here. The yeah, dark web it's we've found there. Do you guys have any insight on PSA raising prices and eliminating economy level grading to work on their backlog? Do you think it'll work? My insight is that I've heard, I I got the email from them. So yes, they've, they basically followed what Beckett has done. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it sucks for us. I've got I've got 300 cards here waiting to go get graded. Now mm-hmm. I just might go buy t- buy one touches instead and be mm-hmm. almost as happy and not even bother. You know, mm-hmm. I think what's going to happen though is that you're going to see graded cards go up in value simply because they're harder to get now. Graded cards as a thing is going to be harder to get because they cost more to get. And, they and take- I think
1: it'll really off. affect the low end cards because the low end cards you factor in the grading cost. All of a sudden they're a lot more interesting. What where, where I think it works is that it makes you hesitate on those five and ten dollar cards that you're trying to push to fifty or sixty dollars. Something is not worth it. Exactly. The big bulk orders on that really low end stuff. If you're if you got a Mike trout superfactor for some reason in a different year or whatever, you'll probably still send it in because yeah. there's money it, to be made.
0: It, it doesn't work as well for the cheaper cards now. The expensive Correct. cards you're still gonna get graded. You're still gonna do it for the most part. Mm-hmm yes as far as the cheaper cards go, like i bought a graded card on ebay a few weeks ago for like nine bucks mm-hmm. i'm like well how can i say no to that you can't even get it graded for a third of that so you know in canada anyway and you know unless you're going for the bulk deal and then it's still 15 20 by and 10. now you know you need,
1: and now you know for your collection you need the san diego chicken rookie card so get on that
0: yeah <laughs> thanks okay sure sure dave hart hello to you welcome Brian, I have the Jordan baseball card. It wouldn't break my heart if the hobby decided it was some crazy first RC and worth 100K. Of course it would, but you know, that card has gotten a lot of attention recently and sure. has shot up in value in the last few months. I mean, a lot of cards have, but that card has done really well in the last few months. Shaq Classics in 92, four sports. Only I remember those cards. I was not a fan of them. I certainly remember them, but I just didn't. I thought they were ugly. Philly Fanatic, there's another one. Yep. 90-91 Tops Chipper Jones card. It's it's listed as a rookie card, but he didn't debut until two or three years later. Well, Chipper Jones also has a, a card in 91 Upper Deck, I believe, or 92 at the latest. So Yep, 91 Upper Deck, yep. And what was he pictured in there?
1: Um, I know for the 91 Tops card, because I remember opening that in a pack, he was a first draft picks. Uh, I think that's what it was on the card. 91 Upper Deck, I remember as well. Yeah. I don't know if he, maybe he's wearing like a shirt or something.
0: Simon brings up the the 2001 Michael Jordan's first year Wizards rookie card. Well, I don't <laughs> believe in, changing teams doesn't make you a rookie again, but it's I certainly think there's something to be said for your first, you know, LeBron's first Lakers card or Jordan's first Wizards card. To me, mm-hmm. those are collectible. Yeah. But they're not Rookie cards
1: to fans of the team, especially they're significant because if it's the first time your team gets that star player, that hall of famer type player, that's kind of cool. Uh So for 91, Upper predict the Chipper Jones is actually in a, in, in a form of a Braves jersey.
0: It is. A, okay, He,
1: he is in a Braves jersey. It might be like a spring training or practice
0: jersey of some kind, but it's a jersey of the Braves. Braves. It's like Tom Brady has a ton of rookie cards that are not. They're like, uh, what team was he? Michigan or something?
1: Was it Michigan? Michigan. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, he's got a whole bunch. Like he's got what twenty five RCs. Twenty of them are him in Michigan. Maybe four or five are him actually uh, in Patriots. Mm -hmm. So another one, like for me, I want the Patriots rookie of of Tom Brady, not not a a college team. I just don't care. Those tend
1: to be the higher end cards. Tended to get him in some kind of a Patriots uniform somehow
0: yes they did they did the rc rabbit hole well said bobby well said so dave kaplan says but does rookie card even mean anything anymore when people are paying bigger money for best cards or rare autos or whatever Mm -hmm. that that's what i'm getting at when i say for myself Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i i consider more i consider parallels of rookie cards to be rookie cards i know nobody else does but that's fine i do because to me they're they're better cards, or best cards, or they're more they're more valuable because they're rarer. They're 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 nicer a lot of the times. Yep. So, but to, to Dave's question, does it even mean anything more? It does mean anything anymore. It certainly does because, com, you know, so many people can, can't afford the very expensive cards, so they 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 lean towards the commodity cards, the commodity rookie cards because it's still that player's rookie card and there's still so much love for rookie cards when you get into guys when you, you know a lot of these when you get into Michael Jordan for example and all the money that is spent on his exquisite rookie patch autos you know 60 70 80,000 for a card that is 20 year you know 20 years into his career mm-hmm. those are so rare and they're they don't make them anymore they command those big dollars but you look at his rookie card you know one just sold for over 400,000 dollars in an SGC 10 holder so my answer is yes. It does mean something, but the the range of cards that can fit into that definition, I believe, is growing. I don't know if that answers what you're what you're kind of getting at, Dave. What you go on to say, I think there is something to be said for collecting first auto cards. That's pretty cool too. I have, I, I think, I think, so, I, I agree with that. And I've seen people kind of post cards and be like. This is his first autograph card, so I, I think that's cool too. What does this say? It will make the mar- It will make the market grade the cards that should be graded, e.g., higher end inserts, parallels, etc. Yeah, hopefully you'll you'll that should be graded. You, we, people will be more selective. Hopefully they'll be more selective on the condition of these cards are getting graded. But then you're going to see people who might like, go. Well, Every card's a PSA nine or a PSA ten or a BGS nine five or nine. There's no more graded. There's no more cards graded. You know, modern cards graded lower than that. So, how how much do they really stand out? One
1: important thing to to remember as well about the PSA thing is that if you're in the uh, collectors club or whatever, there are still some options for like ten or twelve. I think they're twelve dollars cards now. Twelve dollars a card in certain specific setups, and they reduce the minimums on some of the lower tiers. They just got rid of a lot of the bulk stuff like the super bulk stuff that's really low, be aware there are still like $10, $15 options, depending on who you're doing it with, if it's a bulk group lot, whatever.
0: Depends. No. no Fair. Thanks for pointing that out. Is there a Gretzky card in a blues uniform? Yes, yeah, there is. Sure. Yeah. yeah, there's several of them. Mm-hmm. Rookie cards will always... Rookie cards, I think you say, will always have meaning. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Paul says there's a few of the Gretzky uh, in a St. Louis uniform. Totally true. Brett Miles talks to Dave Kaplan, says, I think it means more for those coming to the hobby and looking for a lay of the land. The word rookie card has value. I agree with that. Frank Frankie says, the hobby has a strange way of defining what a player's iconic rookie card will be. Yeah, I'd like to hear more on that. Oh, you do say more. Kobe Chrome is technically a parallel of the base top set, even if it was a different product. Ooh, interesting. Intre- interesting. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I know. Hold on, Carlos. One sec, oh, I'm just going to give go. you. I'm going to give you a layup here, Carlos, because Carlos has talked about this specifically mm-hmm. on his channel, and I know you. You did specifically look at this case when mm-hmm. you have two. You can have a card that comes out with a parallel in this that comes out of the same box, or the manufacturer will pull that parallel and make it its own release. Correct, and that's what Frankie's talking about here. Carlos, take it away.
1: Yeah. So you run into this. It's a murky thing, but I use the Topps Heritage example. I use as an example of where it's inside the same pack. So you got the base Topps Heritage, and then you've got a Chrome version of Topps Heritage, and then the parallels. Let's just stick to the base and the Chrome, just to keep it simple. They have the exact same checklist, the exact same amount of cards, all the same players, all the same numbers, all the same everything. That's a parallel to me. But the thing is, to your point, and what you're bringing up here is that but they put it in a different box and put it in a different product. They use the exact same design. That's totally fair. But then if you want to extend that into a parallel, like, again, we're back to the slippery slope thing. So then where does it stop? If it's not if it's not a product, well, then in theory, if we could agree on that, if we all did, well, then why would you ever buy that product, especially for the rookie? Because it's always a parallel that you have to buy a separate box for.
0: To me, I don't know. I think where Frankie's statement might need to, we I mean, might need to talk about it more is where he says, kobe chrome is technically a parallel is it really technically a parallel if it didn't come out of the same product now that's a question yeah. Because we're getting, we're getting into semantics get, though what does well, parallel mean to you well no we're getting into yeah the semantics of the hobby though it's not just the word parallel right so I get it to me to me if the parallel came out of the same pack it's a parallel card if it comes comes out of a separate product altogether it's a parallel product and i, I sure. i'm just thinking this through i don't mm-hmm. know if there's a difference i think there is there's there is a difference because they were released differently so there is some there is a difference of some sort mm-hmm. but is that chrome card still technically a parallel yeah. or is it a different set altogether mm-hmm. with its own rookie card status mm-hmm. To me it's a rookie card no doubt about it and yeah. I own one I mean and I wouldn't own it if I didn't think it was a rookie card no doubt about it yeah. I wouldn't And it's I think what make makes it trickier
1: we think what makes it trickier is that they use a completely different technology They use the same design they apply a different technology to it which in turn changes the way it looks that's the parallel argue, side of the argument
0: Well but because what you're saying it, it's a, it's it's a different it's a different product Yeah Altogether, So the yeah. technology is different. But the reason why we're talking about it being a parallel at all is because it's the same picture on all the cards. There's yeah, no the same design. The picture. It's just a different layer of of coating on top of the card to give it this awesome chromium finish. Yeah. Interesting stuff, Dave, lest we forget, 52 top. Yeah, I mentioned that early in the episode. Again, you know, it's 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 not his rookie card. I, I agree, but the hobby seems to accept it as such. It's his first tops card. That does not make it a rookie card. Uh Rich, yeah, the Kobe might be more parallel product than parallel, just mm-hmm. like 80 tops and Opeachy parallel. Yes, set. everything correct. in our That's is good. That, that's a good comparison. Correct. It's actually the perfect comparison, mm-hmm. I think, to the, yeah, they're both now, now one,
1: point, and one point that I'll make as well, it's actually an excellent comparison, totally, because you'll have the same card in both of them with one logo versus the other. Yep. Sometimes, though, they did have different checklists depending on the sport. So it does make it a little different, but in terms of design, totally true. So if you look at the same card yeah. from the same player in both sets, they're going to look virtually identical outside of the logo and maybe the paper stock. But again, uh, we're back yeah. to the same question.
0: Which is similar to the to the, Chrome, the, the, the Chrome. Correct. The Chrome. Correct discussion as well. Yep. I'm glad Rich brought that up. That's an excellent uh very so good I point point out. And it's funny again, because like you mentioned, you know, 8990 Opeachy goes to what is it, 232 or something, and tops mm-hmm. goes to like 196 or something yep. like that. So you've got these extra cards, but all the cards along the way, I do believe are numbered the same. Mm-hmm. Opeachy just added more cards to the product. Right.
1: And that, and that, and that and murkies the waters on that whole parallel discussion because they've got it's, nearly it's, virtually identical design, but two different checklists.
0: But it's it's a parallel set up to a point and then yep. there's extra. So another iteration of this so whole then, discussion. So then what is it now? What exactly. is it now? It's just another thing to consider, right? Yeah. Definitely hobby semantics. The tops should be more important since it was the first product. Chrome is definitely more flat. See, that's another good point. You Do we have to look at See, in the old days, mm-hmm. it's what came out first. But now, every brand comes out every year in its particular slot yep. uh, within the annual program of the company. You, so, you just
1: brought up something interesting, though.
0: I, lo- I love well, that hold on, you brought that me Let me Go finish on. my thought. So, does, you know, the, the, it's just really the great question is, mm-hmm. that, does that then mean that the first set to come out every year is the rookie card for that player and right. every other set that comes out after isn't? Yeah. Or is less of a rookie card. Sure. Totally with you. So, can I ask a question, Francisco? Let me ask you this question.
1: So, uh, let's use baseball. So, if you have the identical checklist, do you want the top's flagship card or do you want top's opening day?
0: He's a basketball guy. I don't know. The no, job. I get
1: you. But top's opening day is basically the same design.
0: Yeah. It's, and, but and it
1: comes out earlier because that's why it's called opening day.
0: It's like when you have when you have a different product coming out at different times of the year, mm-hmm. I believe they are each entitled to their own complete, genuine, full out rookie card. But yeah. in hockey, we have upper deck series one and then we have upper deck series two. Yeah. And sometimes in series two, well, you do actually get in series two, you'll get a, a parallel canvas young guns of the player. Yeah. And we consider that a rookie card because it's different. But totally. if there was a second card that came out of a rookie, let's say they got traded midway Mm -hmm. and they put out an update card in the new uniform in the new uniform in the series two well series two is its own product it's supposed to be a continuation of series one Mm -hmm. is that a is that a rookie card even though that player already had a card in series one i mean so many factors to consider uh, uh, let me me shift it
1: let me shift it into the hobby realm so let me use the example you just used upper deck because we know that one so we know series one series two we know young guns we know all that Imagine if Upper Deck lost its mind and decided to borrow the Opening Day concept. And prior and the earliest part of the this the hobby calendar, they go and release an Upper Deck set that is retail only. It's a uh, Upper Deck puck drop, whatever. It's the exact same design as regular Upper Deck, but it's got a puck uh, puck logo and what they did is they put the full checklist, retail only product. It's got every single card that they're going to have in series 1 and series 2 already in this product. That's basically what Opening Day is. Now, and, in and, theory, that's a rookie. But then, by your by your question here, then would open you know puck drop be the only rookie? And what's flagship then? What's the young guns?
0: Yeah, becomes a problem, right? This this discussion is filled with problems, Carlos. Yeah, uh, that's the one. Thing- I'm just using
1: an extreme yeah. example to illustrate that.
0: I know that's the one thing we can all agree agree yeah. on for sure. <laughs> it has to be made up of matter, and the <laughs> discussion is, is is a big problem. Yeah, that's right. Here, Paul says, "What about recent Upper Deck uh, exquisite hockey mm-hmm. releases that are released across different product lines?" My opinion: rookie cards, because it's its own product. It's just distributed in a very creative and different way. Yeah. Just my opinion, and I'm not putting that on anybody, especially not the now. Whole you guys know why I
1: love my little caveats so much.
0: <laughs> we were not going to reach consensus. Yeah, you need them. You need them. I right? Have it. Just, you need you need them. Brom says ninety six ninety seven Chrome was also a retail exclusive it wasn't even a hobby box it is it has to be seen as a different product as it was intended for a different market
1: sure
0: see another I just, believe it. yeah one more one more thing to consider right lots of xrc's when it comes to jeter upper deck minor league classic etc excuse me fair enough alex says what about kobe rc tops chrome refractor it has much more value than the normal one. that's pretty much what we're talking about i would yeah. say I think that I think that it's simpler, Alex. The only thing I would say to you is like, yeah, it's more valuable,
1: but why wouldn't it be more valuable? It's a rare card. If you're a hardcore Kobe collector, you want the rare card, so you'd pay more money for it. It's not it's not whether whether you consider it an RC or not actually doesn't matter. It's like it's just a really rare card. It's a cool yeah. card. Even if you consider a straight parallel, if I'm a hardcore Kobe collector, I've already got the base rookie card. I want the I want the Refactor too, because it's sweet.
0: Yeah. Here's a question. Do you think a player's value is affected by their rookie cards featuring them in a different team's jersey? So, example, a player gets traded early in the career, goes on to have a Hall of Fame career with a different team. I mean, gosh, I that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I, I need some examples. My brain just isn't bringing me a ton of examples right now. Let's wait for some examples. I'm going to move on to something else for a minute. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Bobby says, well, waited for trades. Dave says 330, that's right, 330 cards in the Opeachy set in 89.90. I think tops went to 232, something like that. That sounds about right. MVP would be the top rookie cards every year. <laughs> yeah. Yes, if that was the first to come out. French, Rich, if we
1: agree to it, I, I'm happy with it. Let's let it all burn. It'll be funny. I
0: love it. Definitely a good comparison. Yeah, I think that was uh, the, the, the opening comparison, Carlos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as it is in the same season. Yeah, see, I agree True. with that. As long as it's in the same season. Jake says tops tip off is the comparison to top. Thank you, Jake. appreciate that. That's perfect. Thank you, Jake. That's where the hobby comes in and defines the more iconic rookie card. Yeah. Right. What does the hobby, what does the hobby want? The masses, I guess. And that's even, it's hard to tell all, you know, because is the hobby just going by what Beckett says? Or is the hobby actually thinking for themselves overall? And I, I don't know the answer to that so much. I think the hobby is starting to think to think for themselves more. And part of that just has to do with all the content that's out there, all these commentators, myself included, Carlos included, you know, and everybody else. We're just we're just two of thousands mm-hmm. that are out there, kind of having these discussions in open forums, open to all sorts of inter, open to all sorts of uh, input from from anybody, right? Like, so we'll see. Time will tell dave says i always thought that about rookie cards back in the day first is best so i dismissed the Opichi premier jagger because it came out later in the year right but that's and i i can definitely put myself in those days dave i remember them and yeah you didn't know at the time what that what that yet yeah, what that Opichi premier set was going to be but now we know that it's a new set within the same sports card year mm-hmm. i mean then you get into car, you, that, but you know what that brings up when products come out so late like you got you've got 1920 hockey products coming out after 2021 hockey products Mm -hmm. to me if the manufacturer says it's 1920 it's 1920 that's my opinion on that i I just thought of an example for the hall of fame thing where a guy starts off on one team
1: gets traded early and then has a hall of fame career brett Favre. oh started off with the atlanta falcons so all his rookies are atlanta falcons and then very early ends up on the green bay packers wins the super bowl has a long career that's an that's example. And you know what? When he got hot, the people wanted the rookie card.
0: Yeah. It wasn't that's an right. issue. Here's another one. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? Yep. You, you see that for sure. Yep. What about uh, Shaquille O'Neal? I mean, I know he played several years in Orlando yep. and had some good years there, but I think he's more really... Remembered as a Laker at this point, yeah, at least he is for me,
1: his biggest, his biggest prime of his career when he was like at the peak of his powers was as a Laker. That's where he's remembered. I just use the Farve example because it's the simplest one. Hall of Fame guy, started off his career with one team, and then spent the majority of his career with another team, and then even played for a couple more teams at the end.
0: Yeah,
1: but for the yeah. most part, he's associated with one team that was not his rookie year.
0: Yeah. Terry uh, confirms nineteen eighty nine hockey was uh, one hundred ninety eight cards in tops. So we finally get there one ninety eight in tops, three thirty in Opeachy. Big difference. But those first one hundred ninety eight are all the same. That's Correct. The, that's kind of the the parallel piece of it there, anyway. For guys, for these, for guys like Kareem Abdul Jabbar and you know, even Brett Favre for that matter, I think I don't think it matters. I think you wants for rookie card. No. It, it didn't for card.
1: iconic players. It iconic players. The collectors want their their rookie card yeah. because they're top guys.
0: Yeah. That's so Peter works. Peter says here that Cup certainly pushes the in the same season line. I agree. They push it because of when the cards come out, but the cards come out so late to benefit the hobby, so that there's less redemptions. It's and, and if you think about it, those cards are printed well earlier. They're printed in December mm-hmm. the right. year before, right? They don't come out till October November the following year but it takes so much time to get those cards out to players and back. And it takes months and months. So to me, they, they I, I don't even think they push it. I think it's just a circumstance. And like I said, if the car, if the card company says that's what they say, this is their set for that year. Mm-hmm. There's no questioning it. I, I don't, I've heard these discussions have been ongoing on hobby insider for years. And it just, it, that's where, that's where I kind of just think you guys are just blowing smoke up the wrong tree there because, it's still that set. That set is still from that year. The stats are there. The cards were printed in the year, et cetera, et cetera. To me, it's a it's it's a rookie card for sure. And still from that year. Brett says, I don't know if the jerseys, I don't know if the jersey they're pictured in is a huge factor. Marcel Dion's one. Yes, for sure he's one. He doesn't get much hobby love, but he's like the third or fourth all-time scoring leader in, in the NHL, a Hall of Famer, just didn't win any cups. But yeah, I uh, think the key is it didn't hurt. It didn't really hurt it in any way. It was gonna be what it was gonna be. And people, yeah, that card, yeah, it does not affect it in my in my opinion yeah. at all. Jones, that being Chipper, in a, in a Braves minor minor jersey on his rookie card. Thank oh, you so can. much. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm a little behind in the comments here. Uh, Rich says, it may depend on the original team. I always wondered if a Brett Hall rookie card on a Flames would outsell the one airbrushed to the Blues. I don't think it would matter airbrushed or not. I think it's just that's the rookie card. Is when he was at
1: the card. peak of his powers, you would have wanted it anyway.
0: Yeah. Bobby reminds us that tops was distributed in the U S and no in Canada. And that's probably why Opeachy added more cards. And even why in 82, 83, 83, 84, we didn't even have tops cards. We only had Opeachy. tops. Wasn't even in the hockey game for those two years, but they did come back for the Eiserman rookie year in 84. Brom says, I think baseball muddles the waters even more as it seems first Bowman designations and Bowman Chrome and Bowman draft way more than the RC. That is true. Yeah. Yep.
1: It's it's just because the prospecting was so hardcore on it. Although one factor you may want to consider is that even though the Bowman Chrome and Bowman Draft and all those were printed in decent quantities, top's flagship is printed in huge quantities. That's why I say, like, I've been studying the Soto a fair bit. The flagship card is very cool, but it's not. It's not like it's rare. It's available in abundance. The Bowman Chrome is probably printed less, so that helps value, like scarcity, it does. right?
0: It does. Yep. Joe, I like this comment from Joe. He says, shared rookie cards such as Pete Rose, Rod Carew, Nolan Ryan, Mike Schmidt, Carlton Fisk, there's, there's several, have grown on me through the years. Tony Perez, there's a bunch of them. Um, you know, me too, man. I've got to say me too. Now, that said, like, and I have a few. Like, I, I've got the Nolan Ryan. I've got the, the Mike Schmidt. I think I sold my Mike Schmidt, actually. But I still have a Carlton Fisk. Uh, the Johnny Bench is another one from the Nolan yep. Ryan year. You know, I, I'm kind of with you. I've to me, they're the rookie card, so there's no arguing they are the rookie yeah, yeah, card. Yeah, yeah, if you're a rookie card collector, that's what you need. Yeah, that said, the 64 uh Pete Rose is a gorgeous card, way nicer yeah. than it. Although his rookie card has grown on <laughs> me too. It's got it's such that you know, the it's kind of what my what this shows, uh. What the YouTube thumbnails are based are they, on yeah, with the floating heads? I know the floating heads is based. I'm the on only one the exempted from that
1: because of the nature of my picture. I'm like, no, 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 I actually get a body attached to the head. Yeah,
0: you you get a body because it just it's just so much. It, yeah. Anyway, um, I think the the 64 uh, Pete Rose is an amazing card. Yeah, the, the 69 Nolan Ryan is an amazing card. That's the card that the Tops Project 2020 uh, was based on this you know this year. A yeah. very cool card. So yeah, I think. I think um I'm I'm with you basically, yeah. Joe. They, they they do grow on me, but in a couple of cases, I want that second year card too. Another one is um oh gosh, what's his name? The 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 uh the back catcher for the Thurman Munson. I believe he's in I think he's the same situation where his second year card is the seventy two with the black border, and it's super, super the black border seventy one. Seventy one. So is his <laughs> rookie card in seventy then? Nineteen seventy, yeah. 70 and is it a shared card i believe yes i I have it it in my set i have to go i'm almost certain it is mm -hmm. um it's another case where that second year card is i think is way nicer than his rookie card and it's a condition sensitive card it's a beautiful beautiful card
1: 71 they did a good job with the action shots well it it just made it look it made it look really cool so to your point joe I agree. There, I agree that a bunch of those cards you listed off are iconic. Rod Carew was sixty-seven. I want to say, awesome card. Nolan Ryan sixty-eight, awesome card. Mike Schmidt seventy-three, awesome card. But that Pete Rose card is ugly. Sixty-three, I think, is so ugly. The set,
0: I it, hate it, it. It grows. It grew on me, man. I, I've got one, and I, I think it's awesome now. Yeah, I,
1: just, I, grew, I grew to load that set.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I had cards from. I just grew to load that set. I can't stand it.
0: Yeah, the other w- Willie Stargell has his rookie in the same set. Another Hall of Famer in there. Yep. Um, I think they're awesome. The other thing about the the first solo cards for these guys is now they have that all-rookie team logo yes. on them that's become very important in baseball, and and I, I think it should be. Trophies yeah, are Brett, sweet. Brett confirms the Munson RC is shared. Awesome. Uh, Jeff McMahon says the Tops lose their NHL license in 82, 83, 83, or it's 82, 3, and 3, 4. I don't believe they lost their license. I think they just opted out of making cards, or so. or they decided to just let Opici make them, and they would just kind of... Because Opicio was a sub licensee of TOPS. Yeah, that's believe, how it actually worked.
1: Yeah, Bobby so, is going to be the correct answer on this, but I believe your I believe Bobby's your concept's there. right. I believe yeah. you know
0: Bobby's that. there; he will know the the answer for sure if they lost their license. But I don't think they lost their license. I think they that just went game. with their sub-license for those yeah. years. I don't believe so. That must be what what it was. Dave says Timu's, Timu Timu Salani. My all t- by the way, Timu Solani is my all-time favorite hockey player. Uh, his rookie card is in a Team Finland uniform. Yes, it is. Fair which term. is really crappy for me because i mean (laughs) the the winnipeg jets 1.0 team i mean they came back via atlanta in 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 2011 uh after leaving in 96 from winnipeg i would much prefer his rookie card was in a winnipeg jets uniform it would mean a bit more to me right now his 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 1991 upper deck rookie card in team finland jersey Mm -hmm. uh you know is a card that you can't even get shipping on most of the time and uh Unfortunately, the, the card isn't that meaningful. I have one and I think it's cool, but unfortunately it's uh it's not it, it came from that era along with several other hockey yep. hall of famers like Nicholas Lidstrom and Peter Forsberg, whose cards are also not worth anything. And in international competition, they did they did a lot of those
1: oh. world junior picture cards with
0: the international jerseys, and that was a whole era for their for those guys. And after that was done the new rules came in where now you can't do that anymore. Although we might see an exception with Alexis Lafreniere we'll this see. year. We'll see. In 1970 or the 1972 tops, Dr. J rookie is from when he was playing in the ABA, not the NBA. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's right. It's professional though, which is the key. Mm-hmm. there. still a professional league. And it did eventually merge with the NBA. So that's a thing. Here's here. Uh, Dave, Dave says the Cal Ripken, another, so this is a case where, Again, I'm a rookie card collector, all sports, yeah. and I needed a Cal Ripken Jr. rookie. I yeah. decided to go to the I the standalone, I believe it's the 82 Tops update. It's a beautiful Top card. Tradie. tops trade. He's standing yeah. with a bat over his head, a beautiful green background. It's a it to me, it's as it's as beautiful as that 52 tops Mickey Mantle. It's just it's your perfect baseball card. And uh and I prefer it too. Much prefer it.
1: It's a better, it's a better looking card. It's a yeah. better looking card.
0: Harry thinks that the uh, tops went into stickers for those two years. And that uh, could definitely be the case. Possible. Uh, Billy raises the Tiger Woods Ooh. rookie card, 1996 Sports Illustrated <laughs> 1997 master collection or 2001 upper deck and SPA. For uh, me, Oh man. See for me, I don't like those first two cards. They're not nice. And I just, and they're not shaped properly. Okay. <laughs> to, me, to me, it's the 2001, even though we had cards, in earlier years but that's just what i would want for my collection right i'm not even going to care what other people think or what to me it would it would take the place for as a rookie card my collection mm-hmm. but i don't care if, if that's if it's not awarded the rc designation mm-hmm. to me it's what i would want
1: yeah well there's no committee to award rc designations
0: i would say that the 97 master's collection i actually like the look of the
1: card but if i was going to take a card and just have it in my collection mind you if the 97 master's collection was available i would totally take it but the 2001 upper deck and SPAs are cool looking cards. Like the SPA is a is a signed Tiger Woods card. It's actually a really sweet yep. looking card in the in the vein of a future
0: watch. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, pretty cool. it's, it's a very horrible. cool card. So yeah. is his So is his regular upper deck rookie card a very nice looking card.
1: Yeah. And I remember the moment from the picture that they took in that card. Oh, do you I remember watching it on TV when he was pointing at the pointing at the hole when he was about to win him another major?
0: Well, Dave Kaplan will remember this. I remember driving to the 7-Eleven on Academy, the 7-Eleven on Cordon Avenue, Winnipeg, buying up Upper Deck Golf Packs, looking for that Tiger Woods card because uh, you couldn't find them anywhere else. There were such hot, hot such hot cards back in the day. Mm-hmm. Packages, you, uh, yeah, you should get them in the 7-Elevens. Okay, Baz Silica, welcome, says, XRC was used a lot in 86 to 89, Beckett and Baseball Card Magazine. It was a rookie card before players made the MLB. It usually one to two years before the true rookie card, but XRC is deemed a tr- first true card. Great, like fair comment. And 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 sometimes when we get into these discussions, Carlos, and you and I do it all the time, mm-hmm. it's sometimes nice to be brought back to what we were thinking of back in the day, even though I do say these things are evolving. Yeah. This does put it nicely into context what an XRC is supposed to be, yeah. a first true card. Interesting. Yeah. Rich says, I think someone brought this up before. This is a great point too. Does a buyback auto of a true rookie card change its rc status <laughs> okay i mean uh, to me let me go first quick go ahead go ahead i mean the card is the card is the card it's now been autographed mm-hmm. repacked and redistributed but that card still came out of an original pack
1: mm-hmm.
0: apparently right you know, in most cases let's say mm-hmm. so to me it still is a rookie card but mm-hmm. to me i don't want it because it's not the way it came out of the pack so it's not right. going to replace the rookie card in my rookie card collection yep. it may, i might buy it and put it into a Uh, you know, a one-off or an inserts collection, but it's not, to me, it's not as good of a rookie card. But I I think it's still a rookie card. What do you think, Carlos? So
1: I'm inclined to agree that it is still the rookie card. It's a slightly different example, but let me ask this. You know uh, how Topps T206 came out and they would do buybacks of the original T206 cards, but encapsulated inside of this thing. It came out of a pack issue, it was inside of a thing, and they put it inside of this little holder, basically a card holder. To me, it's the exact same card. Now, mind you, in that case, you could cut it out and it would be a T206 again. Exactly the same as before. In this case, you've autographed it. But if you autographed it at the time, if you got a Gretzky rookie that was autographed in 1979, is it not a Gretzky rookie anymore? It wasn't a buyback, but has it changed? Not really. It's still physically... We're back to matter. It's still matter, matter of fact, the exact same card.
0: Yeah. Well, that's just it, right?
1: The matter hasn't changed.
0: Yeah uh bobby says he doesn't really know why tops didn't do cards in 82 and 83 for hockey however they did issue stickers so one yep. can say hockey wasn't worth doing cards and stickers at the same time yeah yep. but it also means they were licensed to do it yes yep. no they were for sure because they yep. sublicensed to Opeachy. so they yep. they could yep. have if the they original wanted
1: question to. was about the li- whether the licensing was an issue
0: right no yep. it's certainly, yeah exactly that, I, that i'm yep. we're good. quite positive it wasn't yeah yep. we're good uh, Bill says, uh, so here's a player, uh, a very lightly known player, but his name is Jordan Wheel in hockey. He has two different young guns in hockey. One is in Series 1 in an LA uniform, one in the update, as uh, up the update that came out in SPA products, which to me is still a, ser- still a Series 1, Series 2 product uh, with Philadelphia. His early 15, 16 releases are LA, late releases as Philly. So... I mean, two young guns, to me, the first one is the rookie card, not the second one, mm-hmm. which is different than how I feel about the, here's Ziggy Palfy again, the Ziggy Palfy cards in 91, 92 upper deck, where he had two cards in the same set. I think they're both rookie cards, but here you have two cards in different releases in the same product year. Mm-hmm. I think the first one's a rookie card. Let's keep going though. That one, that one is kind of, I think, I think is easier. Mm-hmm. And if Carlos isn't jumping in, I think he probably just agrees.
1: That one, that one. I'll be honest with you, I'm comfortable with the first pack pulled one. Yeah. Because they make, they didn't change the distribution method or do something weird with a factory set or something that makes it trickier. I think it's more straightforward.
0: And I wonder why Upper Deck would even care to bring him out again and put, put Young Guns on there, because he was never a player that was really going to matter.
1: There's yeah. that one Jordan v- Wheel fan, Jeremy. Yeah, that Ms. one. Mrs. Who Wheel.
0: Who's been appeased. <sighs> Uh, what else we got here? Oh, Baz, thank you so much, man. Good to have you. Welcome, welcome again. Welcome back. So does that buyback rookie card apply to the 30th anniversary one-of-one one young guns? So, <laughs> man, to me, they've... Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know name. That's a tough one. I mean, it's because it is a buyback, but now they've, yeah. tripped, they've put like a seal in it. They put a one-of-one one stamp on it. Yeah, and they also it's, stuck like a logo on it with a foil which which is yeah see but it's like putting an autograph on an autograph buyback i i still think that's a rookie card putting more material more foil stamp on it is it's still that original card is it still a rookie card i think it is but it's it's tampered with now it's altered. i I, I guess i guess
1: maybe this is the best we can do um if it had not been upper deck doing it I'd have a bigger problem with it. If it was some random third party doing it, it's like okay, I consider that an alteration, like like an alteration. But Upper Deck themselves did it for them. Actually, you know what? There's a good example of this. Same idea, same idea. In some of the Tops Heritage sets, you could get uh old the old cards. They would buy them back, but they would actually put like a foil stamping on them to show that they're buybacks. Right. So it was an original card from like the 60s or the 50s or whatever, and then they would give it to you, but it would have a stamp on it to show it was a buyback. That would be the
0: analogy for that. So what do you think? Is that a rookie card still?
1: I guess so, but I would I would say yes, but I wouldn't put a premium on it. No, Let me same put it that way. Here. I, I wouldn't I put a premium we, on it. I, I would care.
0: actually I would actually put a discount on it because it's it's not the way it came out of the original pack. When I'm yeah. collecting for my personal collection of Hall of Fame rookie cards or rookie cards, yeah. I want it as it came out of the pack. So, I think that for me, I'm not saying I'm taking away the RC designation from it. I'm saying I don't I don't even want it. Never mind. What is it? I will
1: defer to the singular rule of rookie cards that it must be composed of matter. It is, therefore, we're good.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Okay. A couple more examples. Bobby, yes, confirms tops on the licensing. Very good. Thank you, Bobby. Paul says, "Who knows? Maybe Jordan Wheel was an injury away from being the next." No, he wasn't. We know. (laughs) We know. That's (laughs) not it, Paul. Appreciate you know his mother appreciates your I love, I love that jeremy is
1: so intent on this jordan wheel this is where he wants to bury somebody like no <laughs> jordan wheel was never going to be good i, I think okay. he has i think there's some kind of an issue here and there's an underlying question that needs to be
0: asked about this one <laughs> go ahead uh simon loving the debate and you know what it's it's this is this is about as heated as that we've ever gotten uh on after hours right you know, we being Carlos is your third time on the show. Yep. Um. We don't, we, you know, it's almost the most heated we, I've ever gotten on the show at all, but it, it's because it's such a, it's really at the core of the hobby. Rookie cards are so important in the hobby. And, you know, someone asked really like, why are they so important? Like they just are, they just are, you know, and I've seen people really poop on second year cards. Like, why are you, why do people care about second year cards? Well, it's funny because Second year cards are still made, right? They still represent the player. They're still early in the career. Why is first year so much more important than second year? Mm -hmm. I I emphasize on purpose there, but I understand why. But are second year cards not more important than third year cards, which should be more important than fourth year cards? And at what point does it just not matter anymore? A lot of people think it doesn't matter after first year cards or rookie cards. I like some second-year cards. I think second-year cards are cool. I remember in the 80s and 90s, second-year cards were very important in the hobby. Mm -hmm. Okay, what might have changed now is it's like first Prism card or first Cup card or first Bowman Chrome card. Like Those are kind of what's become more important today versus second-year cards. Because back in the day, there was nothing else in a rookie year. There was only one set. For most I, I get the idea, but one thing I'll say about that really quickly is that
1: that is the case now. It's it, Because it's hard to say if it would matter if... Uh, okay, let me give you a quick example that applies here. For baseball. 1993 was the first Top's Finest set. To me, that was a significant
0: set. Just Take waving. Easy, just waving goodnight. Amit made a few comments here. Amit, if you're still there, I do see you. Good to see you, buddy. Oh, He says, I want that hat. 100 bucks, man. 100 bucks. Honestly. Nice. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just um,
1: kidding. But yeah, and all I was going to say was the 93 Topps Finest was the first year of Topps Finest. And to me, that was a very significant piece of technology, the first Chromium set, also the first like super-duper premium set. Because Upper Deck raised the bar, and then in 93, Topps Finest was a $4 a pack set that quickly became higher because they became so popular they couldn't hold them without raising the price. Today, Topps Finest is not so significant. So, if and remember, tops finest was like the deal because those tops finest refractors from 93 are still a big deal. But after some time went and some of those early tops finest sets were awesome, but eventually the hobby kind of soured on them. So, like when you get your rookie card, it's the tops finest, it's not the premium card, it's not so great. If the same thing happens with Prism, you won't care about the first Prism card, not nearly as much.
0: Yeah, just throwing it no. out there, just yeah. for context. For sets that are important, I think it, you know, and Prism is going to go down as an important set. So but I think
1: Tops Finest is an important set, and it's still being done today. It's yeah. not like it stopped. No, but for some reason we don't care about the first Finest card
0: to the same you know degree. Why? And and the the distinction there, Carlos, might be that Tops has been making uh, baseball cards for decades, sure. whereas Panini. Wasn't making cards for basketball before 2012, I don't mm-hmm. think. So it was like the first kind of um, uh, flagship set mm-hmm. by a major company in a new sport. And maybe that, but you know, you, you, you know, like I, we don't care about first SP authentic cards for yeah. players, right? Uh, you know, so but, what, all I'm saying is
1: we'll see because right now we don't have enough of a timeline to be able to say definitive because if, if Prism falls out of favor, if they, if they produce sets that become less popular as we go along, it would hurt some of that concept because some collectors would sour on it.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if I, if I, if I'm with you on that completely. I think that, I think, and with that specific example being Panini Prism basketball, I think that set is so entrenched now as an important landmark set that people love. And it's beautiful. It really is a nice looking set. I believe it. Um, I think in that case, we do have enough timeline behind us now. We're almost 10 years in. I think we do, but that's Okay. Uh, you know, like Simon says, sort of a debate, but sort of not. We're, we're, we're just, we're just building ideas here is what I, what I really, We're at least I know that's my intention is trying to build, build some ideas and, and even make them to make more sense to me so I can get more comfortable with all this. Amit, who is probably gone by now, he's been lurking, but is too sleepy. Great first half of the show. Great last call at After Hours. Thank you. Yeah. I have the last call up. That's the, that was Carlos's idea. When we get after an hour on, on, uh, on After Hours, it's last call. And so the lights are on. You know you're you're looking for somebody to take home with you, and that's the end of the that's the end of the okay. show. <laughs> um, what's this, Billy? About does Eichel? I don't know about I. Oh, does Eichel have? Okay, you're talking about Robert Eichel versus uh, Jack Eichel, maybe. Robert Reichel was his name. I'm not sure what you're getting at there, but that's okay. We're gonna skip it
1: okay I think I understand the question I think based on what this description here he's basically saying there are future watch rookies with half being autographed because that regardless of who the player is it's oh, like
0: he's just got the year wrong he's yeah yeah like the,
1: that's what I'm saying like the concept is of a print run where some of them are autographed and some of them are not and all I'll say about it is it's tricky maybe maybe this would be a good analogy for this and we'll use we'll use you know, we'll use Jake since we had the. Imagine if the PMG had actually been a set of some kind and you had a hundred card print run, obviously whatever, but just stick with me on this. You got the red ones and you got the green ones. So are both the red and green ones would be would be considered a rookie card if that was an actual base set of some kind. That would be interesting because it's part of the same print run. They're part of the same numbering, low number, you know, same part of two 100, but there is a red version and a green version. I leave that well, as an open-ended question because yeah. you can have that for a bigger set.
0: And I got to apologize, Carlos. I'm not really, fo- I'm not really tuned in right now because I'm, I'm still thinking about the question in that what happened in this case with Jack Eichel is that leaf had the autograph exclusive on him. So upper deck couldn't yeah. put his autograph. Sure. So they did cards in 1516 called future watch without an autograph. And then they re-released them in 1819 with autographs Yep. and the back of the card where it tells you what set is from. It doesn't say 1819, it still says 1516. Yeah. So in 10, 20 years from now, people are gonna have a hard time knowing what you know, unless it's documented, which it obviously is documented, but people I don't think they're gonna care down the road that the that the rookie the autograph rookie card didn't come out until two years later. And I also believe that Upper Deck printed those in 1516, but yep. couldn't get them autographed until later, and that's why they say fifteen, sixteen on the back. And I think that was yeah. confirmed, actually. Yeah. It's a more
1: complicated up- version of the buyback without it being a buyback.
0: Yeah. It's basically okay. like that. I like this comment from Gregor as he says, this debate is so much better than the president's debate. I love it. Oh, that's a Amit, little bar to hit, but yeah. Yeah, that's a little. Amit wants this hat signed. Okay, Amit, you got it, buddy. You got it. And then 150 he said, for the signed version. Then he said, good night. I, I only had 12 of them done. I, I can, I'll get... We'll do I'll do I'll do some sort of merch program for the five or six people that actually want hats from from uh, Sports Cards Live. I'll be happy to to, to comply. Um, I like this one. So I this is this is a great this is a card where um, you've got a player, an NHL player named Sylvain Turgeon who played in the in the 80s and the 90s. And his he has a card. It's not a rookie card. It's probably it's a card from the 90s. Yep. But in that card in the background in the stands is cameo. Patrick Kane. Yeah, it's cameo. And saying so he's seen people call that Patrick Kane's rookie card. That's pretty funny. It clearly isn't his rookie card. It's not his card. Mm-hmm. It's Sylvain Turgeon's card. So it doesn't yeah. even have his name on it. But it's still a cool oddball card that I think yeah. is uh, yeah, yeah. is worthy of a collection for sure. Huh. How about how about a photo of Jeremy wearing the hat signed. That's hilarious. I like that, Brett prism is not mlb sanctioned not sure why they have much value i consider them subpar for baseball no logos yeah i hear that it's not licensed for baseball in 2012 13 but it was for basketball so that conversation conversation we were having earlier about prism Mm -hmm. for me only applied to basketball did not apply to baseball yeah that's fair oh i see what peter's clarifying he is saying the 999 Auto and 999, not auto 1998 total cards made. I, ah, yeah, thanks, Peter. I wasn't, I didn't catch so it. It's up. like a half and half. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. I get it now, Billy. That makes sense. In basketball, tops chrome and tops finest have had a renaissance, and a big part of the appeal of Donner's optic is their throwback look to tops chrome from the 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also to the Donra the early nineties Donra sets, the Donras Optic yeah. looks a lot like that set just in design. They brought, because they borrowed
1: a lot of it, rated rookie logos right, and all that stuff. Right. Yep, absolutely.
0: Yep. Yep. And Billy, yes, I, sorry. And, and thank you uh, for that, for clarifying again, but I do get it. So to me, Billy, uh, they are all rookie cards. To me, the, the, the Eichel cards that came out of the 18, 19 packs autographs autograph to me are rookie cards. And I know, I know I'm in the minority there because they came out of 1819 packs, not 1516 packs, but that's where I maintain. I'm entitled to my opinion. I'm not putting it on the rest of the hobby. I'm not projecting it out there, but to me, they're both rookie cards. And I have one of my best hobby friends in the world lives here in Calgary. And, to, and we, uh, you know, we, we hang out all the time, blah, blah, blah to him. We, he sees it the other way. He does not, he wants the original card in his set that came out in 1516. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe say loving the banter as opposed to the debate. Sure, I mean it's a debate. It's a it's a banter. It's a it's 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 brainstorming. Whatever it is, it's it's discussion, and we're having fun. And and thank you for joining us as always, Simon. Uh, Eric, same to you. Appreciate you joining. Gregor is a bit of a ha ha ha. Appreciate that, man. Carlos, we're we're uh, we're well into last call. Thirty three and almost thirty four minutes into it. If there's no more comments, guys, and there aren't right now, I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna call it a night. I'm gonna say, Carlos, thank you for joining me. Uh, always, um, always a pleasure to have you. You have lots to say, though, and like you've said, the later you go, the more you have to say, and I've learned that about you. So, thank you so much. Couple comments. Billy says, would definitely buy a hat to support the hours of free content. Thank you, Billy. We'll figure something out. Greg says, I found a box of hockey cards I got from my neighbor the night after Charles was on, after hours, went through it with him, and unfortunately, they aren't worth anything. Well, at least you uh, you did that. I appreciate that, Greg, and thank you for referencing Charles, who was my youngest guest ever at 15 years old, and a great collector, one of the guys who really makes me think the future of the hobbies in good hands. Frankie, a pleasure to have you, man. I loved you on um, Jake's show. Thank you for joining. Paul, good night to you in an old wine box. Awesome. Thank you, Rich. Great after-hour show. Love the whole conversation. Great to have you. Thank you for your interaction. Brett, great to see you. Thank you for joining in on the interaction. Carlos, thanks to you. Guys, be back Wednesday with Sports Cards Live. We got the CEO of Collectible, Ezra Levine. That's going to be an interesting conversation on fractional share ownership in cards. And Then next Saturday, we've got Drew Herndon, who is one of the who is the host of Let Me Get That Photograph and a co-host of Hobby Hotline on YouTube, and uh, a good guy who I appeared on his uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I uh, think we, we had a great a great show. So thanks that uh, comment from Bill for the eichel. The footer says, oh yeah, right. The footer says fifteen sixteen, but the copyright date in small print is twenty nineteen. Interesting, I did not realize that.
1: I'm going to use the I'm going to use the buyback clause on that from the earlier part of the discussion. It's the same as putting a stamp on it. We'll never know for sure if it was physically printed at the same time. We have to assume because that's what Upper Deck claims. But the copyright
0: says 2019. That you can probably- print over
1: it. It's the same way as slapping on uh, same way as slapping on some foil. If you print I- over it and you physically take the same card and print over
0: it. They're not printing over them though, because they're not they're not printing over them because they're a part of sheets. They wouldn't and then you're saying that they printed it after the fact and it's a different deal. That's what I'm saying. That's what I yep. think that is saying. We're back so- to the matter, Jeremy. We're back to the matter. doesn't matter. Exactly. Simon says, thanks, Jeremy and Carlos, as usual, from a happy hobbyist from the other side. I love having you, Simon. Thanks, Simon. Thank you for tuning in all the way from Australia. Greg, good night to you. Bobby, thanks for tuning in. We'll get you back on After Hours very soon. Guys, I'm going to hit end broadcast. Carlos, you'll wait right there for a minute. Everyone else, good night. And thank you. Thank you again for joining us. It's been fun.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old.